In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. Praise the Lord. Today is uh, day three of our fire camp, right? Amen. And before we proceed into the word of God, I would want to ask, what is the theme for this year's camp? <laughs> what is the theme for our camp? Accessing grace. For God's what? God's God's purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, Father, we commit ourselves to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. As we proceed, I would ask that we minimize the movement in the house of God. Amen. The going out and the coming in. Amen. The people who are only, or the people who have the advantage to be moving around is, of course, the media team and our ashes. Amen. Right now, we are in the presence of God, so please let us minimize the movement. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, the title of the message I have for you from God is... Awake sleeper, and Christ will give you light. Amen. Awake sleeper, and Christ will do what? Will give you light. Hallelujah. When you read the book of Genesis chapter 1, Bible talks about the creation story. That in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. And when you continue with the accounts that God began, each day God had a purpose. Amen. Every blessed day, God did something very interesting. And when you come down to the sixth day, the Bible says that let us do what? Create man in our what? And likeness. And let them have what? Dominion. Let them have what? Dominion. Let them have dominion over everything that God has created. When you look at the details in verse 26, it says, let them have dominion over all the earth. Amen. So you were created to have what? Dominion over all the what? The earth. So child of God, you have been empowered by God himself. Not by any other person, by God. He says, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish in the sea, the birds of the air, the fowls that fly in the air. And they what? Every creeping thing that creeps on the face of the earth. And let them have dominion over all the earth. 
That is purpose released right there for you and I. Amen. And when God gave man that mandate to rule, the Bible says that in Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 and verse 15, that God put man in a location. God put man in the east of the Garden of Eden. God put man in a place to function. God put man in a place that he can exercise dominion. That he can exercise what? The kingdom of God. Amen. Every king needs a place to exercise his or her power. Or his or her dominion. And for us, God put us in the garden of Eden. Amen. But before God put us in the garden of Eden, God made sure that everything that man needs to take dominion was provided. Amen. Man had a dwelling place. Man had food. Man had shelter. Man had clothing. Amen. Man didn't have to struggle and think about how am I going to do this? How am I going to eat? God had already purposed. He had planned that this is what I want to do. And so he provided everything in the garden for man to rule. Hallelujah. But he gave a rule to man that in the day that you eat of this fruit, which is what? The knowledge of good and evil. What will happen to you? You will die. You will be separated from me. Amen. And we find out in Genesis chapter 3 that man fell. So man lost, number one, his dominion over the face of the earth. Man lost his dwelling place. Man lost everything that God provided for him. And so he had to be kicked out. And so now for man to live, man now has to provide for himself. Each and every one of you seated here, God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God has a place for you to function. And in that place, everything that you need to succeed has been provided. But the moment you step out of where God positioned you, you begin to struggle. Hallelujah. Now you would have to fight for yourself. So he said, the Gentiles follow after these things. But for you, what are you supposed to do? You need to what? Seek the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. When a manufacturer wants to produce something, first of all, the manufacturer has an idea in his or her mind. And the manufacturer will make sure that everything that product needs to succeed will be provided. Amen. Take, for instance, this microphone. Alright, the microphone is supposed to amplify the voice of the one who is holding it. So when you open this microphone, you will see everything that is needed for the microphone to succeed in amplifying the voice of the holder. Amen. So God put us here. And a few weeks ago, I was sharing with a group of people. Alright, the moment you move out of purpose... The moment you move out of the place that God positioned you, you now have to find a way and means of providing for yourself how you're going to succeed. 
So I cited an example between men and fish. All right? The fish was made to dwell in waters. Praise the Lord. The fish has everything it needs to be able to sail or move through waters. But you and I don't have that capacity. So if you want to find yourself operating in the waters, what do you have to do? Now you have to find for yourself oxygen gases or oxygen tubes. You have to learn how to swim. You have to learn at everything that comes with the environment called the waters. And you and I realize that it's not going to be possible. Even though man has come up with what? Technology to be able to sail through waters. But that is not where you are supposed to function. And so it is expensive to spend your time in waters. Hallelujah. But on the earth, you have legs to walk. Your arms are there to hold things, to move. Your mouth to speak. You have air to breathe. But when you go into the waters... You need to change everything about yourself for you to be able to do what? Live and dwell there. And you see that many people in life are struggling because, one, they have moved out of purpose. Amen. And I was telling them that to know your purpose, all right, to know the purpose that God has given you and I, one of the things that you need to consider is what has been given to me. Hallelujah. If you know that which has been given to you, you will then be able to understand and appropriate your purpose. So for us, in John 3, 16, the Bible says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So know very well that God has given you and I himself. Amen. Like I said, in this microphone has everything it needs to amplify your voice. For God to let us accomplish our divine purpose, he gave us himself. Amen. Amen. And so you need to understand who God is in your life to fulfill purpose. Hallelujah. And then let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 12 to 18. Who's reading from me? Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 verse 12. Can you, can you amp your voice? Matthew chapter 4 verse 12. Yes. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested and put in prison, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea. In the Hold country. On. Hold on. So we are talking about awake sleeper and Christ will give you light. Hallelujah. When man fell, man slept. Amen. The moment man fell, man slept. Now, let's look at something. When you come into contact with somebody who is asleep, anywhere, find yourself anywhere, will you be able to talk to that person? Will you be able to interact with that person? Why? Is what he or she is asleep. He or she is almost useless. Hallelujah. You cannot interact with somebody who is asleep. It's, it's, it's not possible. 
even when you sleep, your digestive system, they slow down. There are a lot of things that occur to you when you are asleep. I cannot interact with somebody who is asleep. If I want to work with somebody, I can't work with somebody who is asleep. If I really want to work with that one who is asleep, what do I have to do? Wake him up. And so when we fell, we slept. So God couldn't interact with us. God cannot work with us. God cannot speak to us. Amen. When you, when you look at um, the account in Genesis, it says, and God breathed into man, and man became what? A living soul. When God breathed into man, man became alive. And so uh, God could talk to man. God could interact with man. But when man fell, what did God say? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? God could no longer interact with us the way he ought to. Amen. And so the sending of Christ Jesus was to awaken us to the kingdom of God. Amen. Christ Jesus coming to this earth or to this realm was to awaken you and I so that now we can interact with him. Now we can have dominion. Now we can fellowship. We all agreed and came to a conclusion that you cannot interact with somebody who is asleep. If you go to a room and you find two people, one who is asleep and the one awake, your conscience will tell you to talk to the one who is awake. Even that person may not have the necessary tools or everything that it requires to fulfill whatever you're looking for. You will definitely speak to that person. But the one who is asleep, then first thing you need to do is to wake him up or wake her up. And so that's what Jesus Christ came to do for us. Now let's go. Matthew chapter 4. Uh, verse, verse 12. Okay, verse 12. Now verse when Jesus heard that John had been arrested and put in prison, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the country of Zebulon and Naphtali. That, that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be brought to pass. The land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, in the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, of the peoples who are not of Israel, the people who sat in the people who sat dwelt and enveloped in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the land and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time Jesus began to preach, crying out, Repent, change your mind for the better. Heartily amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Amen. Now, before verse 12, Jesus was in the wilderness fasting and praying. Amen. And when he came, after the fasting and praying, all right, that's from verse 12. It says, now when Jesus said that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness. Are you here? This is the people, the people in Zebulun and Naphtali. These people, Isaiah prophesied that these people did what? They sat in darkness, have seen a great light. 
Amen. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Now, Zebulon and Naphtali were the children of who? Hey. Jacob. Wow. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. Amen. Jacob was their father, yes. Amen. And Zebulon was what? The tenth child of who? He was the tenth child of who? Of Jacob. And Naphtali was the sixth child of Jacob. Now, what does the number 10 and 6 mean? Amen. The number 6, which represents Naphtali, represents man. Amen. Man. Mankind. On the sixth day, man was created. And the number 10 refers to accomplishment or complete. Hallelujah. And so, when you look at the account of Genesis chapter 1, Bible says, and God said, when you look, when you count those phrases, they appeared 10 times. And God said, and God said, and God said 10 times. And after everything, creation was done. When you look at the 10 commandments, that was the complete law that was given to man to live. Amen. And so, after, like, like we just read, when Jesus was done with his fasting, the first place he moved to was to man. Hallelujah. He moved to man. Now, we read in the scriptures that man, these people, what? Naphtali and Zebulon, these people were sitting in darkness. If these people are sitting in darkness, then they cannot accomplish that which I said from the beginning. So the first point that Jesus came was to man. To awaken him. So he said what? What did he say? In verse 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Light has dawned. So he said, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. 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 Change your mind. Repent. Be awakened. Repent. For the kingdom of God was what? Is at hand. The kingdom of God was made for you and I. And so Jesus Christ didn't start his ministry elsewhere. He came to us directly to awaken us. Praise the Lord. And when you continue down the verses, you will see Peter fishing. Now when you are asleep, okay, when you find yourself in the sleep mode, you don't do the things they are expected to do. You find yourself in the wrong activities. You are just doing things anyhow. So, it, before time began, God had ordained that Peter would be fishes of men, not fishes. So, Peter was busy fishing. Fishing because he was asleep. And so, many of us, the church of God, we are doing a whole lot of things that God has not assigned for us to do. And so, you see that men and women are struggling. It's because you are asleep. So, when he met Peter, he says, follow me and I'll make you what? Fishes of men. Hallelujah. When a man is fast asleep, oh God, everything you do is wrong. Amen. 
It doesn't matter how successful you are in any area of life. Anything you do, if, if you are sleeping, you are wrong. So Christ must come into your life and awaken you. Yesterday, Reverend Della taught us about encounters. That when you receive an encounter, that encounter must change you. So if you are claiming that, oh, I have met Jesus. I have seen Jesus. I give my life to Jesus. Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. And you are still dabbling in things that sleeping men do. Question that encounter. Amen. Because when you read, when you, even when you look at um, Zebedee's children, the Bible says they were mending their nets, right? They were mending their nets. And when Jesus Christ told them, follow me, the Bible says they left Zebedee, their father. They just left him. They just left him. When anybody is asleep and you wake that person up, that person gets up from the bed he or she was lying on. So Zebedee's children were in that bed with their father. Were mending nets, but in heaven they were not supposed to mend, mend nets. They were supposed to win souls. They were supposed to propagate the kingdom of God unto men. So when Christ rose them or awakened them, they left everything. One of the signs of a true born again Christian, one of the signs of one that has really encountered God, you will leave the things you used to do. You will leave it. Oh, you will leave it. You will leave it. it. It's a sign that, yes, you've been awakened. You've been awakened. Hallelujah. You've been awakened to the king. Now, what you do is just to follow him. What you do is to follow him. Nothing else matters. So he says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Deny sleep. Deny sleep. Let him deny. Everything about you must go. Because God in the beginning says, let them have dominion over the face of the earth. God created you as a king in this realm. You are a king in this realm and you need to rule. Amen. But because of sin, we find ourselves sleeping. Now, I want to talk about some of the effects of sleep. Amen. Back into the Garden of Eden. When man fell. <laughs> Bible says Adam and Eve saw that they were naked. And what did they do? They sowed fig leaves. They sowed fig leaves. And covered themselves. What will happen to leaves when you just leave them on the ground? After a time. They'll wither. They'll die. And they'll cringe. So think about it. One that was created, oh, look at that. One that was created in the image and the likeness. The wisdom of God was what? Available for man. Yet this man sowed fig leaves to cover himself. It's an error. Big error. Big what? Meanwhile, these men were what? Covered in glory. But because they slept, they sowed fig leaves on themselves. So you see, ah, you, you, you are doing some things and you are seeing success for some time. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But after a time, it just dwindles down the drain. It just goes away. Why? Because you are sowing fig leaves. Whenever you are asleep, you do, you do fig leaves ministry. 
Yeah. Yeah. And when, when you are asleep, there's what? There, there's no desire to eat and drink. Hallelujah. So he said what? Blessed are those who test and hunger after righteousness. Blessed are they. If you are asleep, you cannot hunger and test after righteousness. If you are asleep, you cannot receive the blessing that comes with hunger and testing after righteousness. He says, for such people is the kingdom of God. If you find yourself sleeping, you can't eat. Can you, can you drink water when you are sleeping? No, you are, you are gone. They can bring even the best food before you. You still cannot eat it because you are asleep. Amen? So, when you are asleep, you will lack that desire to eat and drink. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to look at the story of um, Lazarus. Amen. When Lazarus died, Bible says Jesus told them that this man is asleep. Amen. And when Lazarus slept, Bible says his family, they wept and wept and they were crying. Now, Bible doesn't tell us what Lazarus was really doing for them. Okay? But one thing we are, we are sure of is that at least Lazarus gave them comfort. Because if they didn't really love this guy, they wouldn't cry. But because this guy was asleep, his family was then lacking something. Are you here with me? They were lacking something in the family. God has put you and I in a place, in a family. Guess what? But we find ourselves sleeping. Whenever we sleep, the people around us will sorrow. And so when Jesus Christ went to the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come out. And Bible says when he came out, he asked them to take off what? The grave clothes. And I believe strongly that when Lazarus came out and he was alive, the people rejoiced. Mary, Martha, they rejoiced. If it was you, wouldn't you rejoice? Yes, you see Lazarus. Lazarus is back from the grave. Hallelujah. When you look at the story of Noah, the Bible says after he had created the ark and he went in with his family and the rains came down, everything subsided. Now the family came out. The Bible says Noah planted a vine. And Noah took some of this wine. And the Bible said he slept. And his nakedness was made bare. And one of his sons went and told his brothers that, look, our father is naked. And guess what happened to his son? He was cursed. He was cursed. But imagine if Noah didn't sleep. Do you think that boy would have been cursed? He wouldn't have been cursed. The effects of sleeping. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 to 16. Let's go there. This is the story of Jacob. Genesis 10. 28. Genesis chapter 10, verse 28. Genesis chapter 10, verse 28 to 28. Genesis 10, 28, 10. Chapter 28, verse 10 to 16. Okay, Genesis 28, verse 10. Jacob's vow at Bethel. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. 
And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 15. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Amen. 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 Now we read that Jacob slept, and he had a dream. Amen. But what did he say? What did he say? He says, God was here, and I did not know. He had come to a place where God was, but he didn't know. When you sleep, when you find yourself sleeping, you can be in the presence of God, but you wouldn't know. But by the grace of God, God revealed a certain dream, a certain knowledge, a certain understanding to him. And by that dream, he woke up and he says, Hey, so God is here and I did not know. When you are fast asleep, child of God, you could be in your purpose, <laughs> but you wouldn't know. You could be in a place like KCF, like Zion Impact, that God has planted you. You could be there, but you wouldn't know. Because you are asleep, you would want to leave. Amen. Are we here? And so, each and every one of us need to be what? Awakened by the light of God. In the name of Jesus. And the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Bible says that this woman was married to what? Five husbands. This woman had tried five different men. This woman was into all manner of things. All because she was asleep. She tried the first husband. It didn't work. Second, it didn't work. Third, it didn't work. Fourth, it didn't work. Fifth, it didn't work. But there's something interesting that she says that I love so much. He says, when the Messiah comes, he will tell us all things. When the Messiah comes, he will tell us all things. We understood in Matthew chapter 4 that when the Messiah came to Capernaum, he says what? The light has dawned. He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So the moment this woman experienced the Messiah. She went back to her town. And now she began to proclaim. Come and see what the Lord has done for me. Come and see. The Bible says she left her pot. I thought she was coming to fetch water. Probably she was going to cook. Maybe she was going to wash. Or clean. Or do something. But when she met Christ at the well. She did what? She left what she was doing and went into the town. It says, come and see 
Now, this woman who had been with five different men had became or had become what? An evangelist. And he brought people to perhaps that was the reason why God created her. Amen. And so you and I, child of God, need to be awakened into the purpose in which God has called us into. One guy asked the question, I think two days ago, that what happens to you when you don't fulfill your purpose? What happens to you? People of God, let me tell you this. Everybody here, whether you know it or you don't, God made you for something. And your goal is to find out what that thing is. If you don't find out what that thing is, you'll be like the woman at the well. You try husband one, it won't work. Husband two, it won't work. Husband three, it won't work. Husband four, maybe yours will be husband ten. It will not work. You'll be like Peter, who's supposed to fish men, but fishing other things. You'll be doing a whole lot of things. So you need to ask yourself, Bishop Butcher said, purpose is what? The why. Why did God put me here? Ask yourself. Why did God put me in my family? Why did God put me in Ashesi? Why did God put me in KCF? Why did God put me in Zion Impact? Ask yourself why. If you are here and you don't know why, even why you are sitting here, (laughs) you need to be alert. Amen. You need to find out why am I here? This monitor right here is supposed to do what? Amplify voice, right? But I can sit on it, can't I? Was it made to be a chair? So even though it is serving a purpose for me, that's not what it was created for. So you could be functioning so well in an area. People are hailing you. The best soccer player. The best preacher. The best businessman. The best CEO, the best daughter, the best son, the best president. Let the world hail you. But if you were not created like this monitor, this monitor was not created to be sat on. It will serve a purpose, a certain kind of purpose, yes. But that was not what it was made to do. And so when the manufacturer steps in and says, ah, why are you sitting on this thing? He said, ah, well, it's nice. It's serving a purpose. It's serving, and, and when a manufacturer realizes that it's not amplifying the voice that it's supposed to amplify, what will happen to it? What will happen to the, the monitor? It will be replaced. So if you don't find your purpose, if you don't know why God brought you, some time ago, I used to wish that Italy, if I was in the Old Testament and seeing David, you know, Elijah, those people, Charlie would be powerful. Though, because I admire them. They are so wonderful. But then I realized that, yeah, it's good to admire those people. Amen. It's good to admire them. But God, in his wisdom, knows why he brought us in this time and not in the time of Moses. If we found ourselves in the time of Moses, I, maybe, I don't know. Some of us will not make it to the promised land. You will make it. Or you make it. So thank God. Thank God you are in this time. What you ought to do is to find out, Lord, why have you put me here? So he said, well, don't seek after the things that the Gentiles seek. 
Don't seek after those things. But rather what? Seek his kingdom. Seek why? Why, why has God asked yourself? Why has God put me here? Ask yourself, why is it that I am wired in this, in this way? Why? Why do I love singing? Why do I love drawing? Why do I love preaching? Why do I love talking? It's like it just comes to me naturally. Why? What is, what is so special? Hallelujah. Because every manufacturer will put in the things that is necessary for the product to succeed. So in James chapter 1 verse 2 downwards, it says what? Count it all joy when you do it. When you go through diverse trials. Hallelujah. When you come into the manufacturer's life, one of the things that the manufacturer does is to test his product. Hallelujah. He will test the product. If the product is made to survive in the sun, guess what? He will put it in the sun. So the trials that you face, sometimes you don't have money and you are crying is a trial from God. If it's a trial from God, he's testing that which he has put in you. He wants to see if indeed what I've put in you is producing the fruit that I want to see. So he says the branch that bears fruit, he prunes. If you are bearing fruit, if you are producing the thing that God wants to see, he prunes you. He tests you. He wants to make sure that this product will survive. Hallelujah. And so count it all joy. If you are going through diverse trials, it means the master, the manufacturer is testing. He's getting you ready for that assignment. So don't wail and cry. Rather find out, God, is this from you? If it's from God, praise God. Enjoy it. Endure. Endure it. It is for your own good. Most of you here have written theses and uh, projects. Don't you test your things? Don't you test them? You do. So why is it that when you're going through trials and temptations, you are crying, God, you are not doing this, and I'm crying, why me, why me? Why not you? Why? Even you, even you, you test your things. You test them. You are. This thing I'm doing, even when you're cooking, you test, you test it. Is it good? Is it good? So why is it that when you are going through trials and temptations, you are crying? Amen. When you have this mindset of the kingdom of God, you know that yes, the master is getting me ready. He's preparing me. He's preparing me. Do you even know that Adam and Eve were being prepared? Yeah. Even though they got no reading. They were being prepared. Everyone of even Jesus, what? When he came to the earth, he was being prepared. Amen. He says, he lent obedience to the things that he suffered. Jesus Christ, who is the son of God, didn't just appear, boom, I'm the son of God. And he started moving. Bible says he started his ministry at the age of 30. And he moved, and before he started his ministry, he even went into fasting. He says, the spirit of God led him into the desert to be tempted by the enemy. To test so going through testings is also a sign that you are awake. I won't test a dead product. Uh-uh. Why will I test it? It's dead. Test it for what? Test it for what? Rather, when the product is being tested and you realize that Charlie, the product is not working, you pack it. You pack it. 
And we'll see something very soon in the parables of the wheat and the tares. Why the church or the people in the house of God are not seen doing the very things that God has asked us to do? Because men and women are asleep. We are asleep. We are asleep. You can't pray and you are happy. You are asleep. You can't read your word. And you are happy. You are asleep. You are comparing yourself. Let's say, Mr. Adam, I'm comparing myself. Hey, I look at Adam. It's like, Charlie, I, I want to be like, I want to do things like Adam. I'm being a fool. There's nothing wrong in admiring this man of God. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's like comparing the eyes to the feet. Which one is better? Ask yourself. The, the feet and the eyes. Which one is better? Oh, tell me, which one? Which one is better? Eh? Which one? The eye. <laughs> the eye is better than the feet. So why is the eye being compared to the feet? Why? Why is the tongue being compared to the nose? Hmm? Can the nose breathe? Sorry, can the tongue breathe? It can't breathe. So if the tongue wants to function like the nose, what is the tongue doing? It's being a fool. And you question it. Why? You were not created to breathe. You were created to speak and taste. That is your purpose. And live in that purpose. If you want to be the nose, whilst you've been, you are the tongue. You are telling the creator. Okay. Let me say, like, yeah. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? You are telling the creator. So when, when you find yourself, it's like, no, God, I don't want to do this. So God has positioned you in a certain lane that you're supposed to walk through. You're supposed to die. You're supposed to do everything there. But I said, no, I want this lane. Because you are wiser than God. You are wiser than That is what the body of Christ is doing. We are not focused on why God brought us here. We are rather focused on things that are not necessary to the body of Christ. We are concerning ourselves with things that has no relation to the kingdom of God. It has no profit. Bible says in 1 Corinthians that word, God gave gifts to men that everybody will profit. So if you are not functioning in your purpose, guess what? I'm not profiting. And everybody here, if you deny yourself from working in your purpose, you are denying all of us prophets, including the king. It's very serious, people of God. Don't just sit there and just wallow in things that are not necessary. He says, seek the kingdom of God. Seek why I'm here. Seek it. It is your goal. It is your purpose. And whenever you find yourself in that place, oh my God, you see that everything has been provided for you. You will know you know, yesterday Reverend Dela told us about encounter. You need to encounter the king. When he says, do not go after these things that the Gentiles seek, you need to have an encounter. You need to have an understanding and know that these things I am not supposed to go after. I'm supposed to seek the king. Because in the beginning, he provided everything before he put me there. He provided everything there is, 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 has been provided. 
a time came in the book of Genesis. It says what? There was no man to till the ground. And, and there, was, there was no rain. Because there was no man, there was no rain. Because there was no man. So some things we are not going to see if you don't move into your purpose. Amen. We won't see it. Why didn't God come down himself to save the children of Israel? But he had to wait for Moses. Why? Isn't God too powerful? Isn't he? Oh, I'm asking a question. He's too powerful. Why? Why does he have to wait? Why does he have to wait for Moses? Ask yourself. The reason why we are not seeing some things in the body of Christ is because many of us are asleep. We can't do the work. So, child of God, find your purpose. Tell your neighbor, find your purpose. Find it. Find it. Find it. And yes, Bishop told us something very interesting as well. That it's not just face value. You need to dig. You need to search. You need to go. This is the kingdom of God. It's like a merchant who, who found what? Um, uh, precious pearls. You don't find precious pearls on the streets like we are rich. You need to dig. You need to go in. Ask the miners. If they want gold, even when they get the gold, they don't just get it in the pure state. When they find it, they have to now what? Purify it. When you find your pepper, you don't just, oh, okay, God says I'm a preacher. God says I'm a businessman. Then, boom, you are moving out. Refine that thing. Refine it. Let the word of God refine it. Allow yourself to be trained. Allow yourself to go through the process. Amen. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Read it. Galatians 4 verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Hold on. He says what? The heir. As long as the heir. Who is the heir? Who is the heir? The Who? Child. The one oh, me. You don't know the heir. You. You are the heir. You are co heirs with who? Christ. Christ. You are, but he says what? As long as the heir is what? A child. He is not different from who? A slave. A slave does not have inheritance. A slave cannot be, cannot be what? Put in a position to rule. You can't rule. A slave is equal to somebody who is asleep. You have no inheritance. But what? Continue. But is under... Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry, does not differ at all from a slave. Mm -hmm. Though he is master of all. Though he's what? Master he's of master all. of all. God says that what? Let them have dominion over all the earth. All. So you and I are what? Masters. Amen. Continue. But is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Until the time appointed by who? The so father. So it is not you who are supposed to appoint yourself. Don't be in a hurry and boom, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I've received a powerful prophecy. I've received business ideas. Plenty. Let me move. Because yes, the man of God says you're a great man. You're a president. You're going to be a president of the nation. Going to be a powerful minister of God. Don't just get up and go. He says what? They are put under what? Tutelage. They are put under training. Every child of God is under training. When you deny yourself training, you deny yourself with what? God's inheritance for your life. So there are some things that you are not going to see in your life. 
Not because God doesn't love you. God loves you. I have a daughter here. I love her so much. But I won't give some things to her. Why? She doesn't know what it is. I can't give it to her. She can't because she's a child. She's a child. I love her so much. God loves us so much. He loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. So much. He loves you so much. He gave you Jesus. But he can't give you some things if you don't grow. He can't give you some things if you are asleep. If the church is asleep, the church can't do some things. You can't. Go to Jonah chapter 1 verse 4 to 6. I'll explain something there for you. Jonah 1 verse 4 to 6. Yeah. The storm at sea. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea. So that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid. And every man cried out to his God. And threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten Hold the on. load. Says, every man cried out to what? His God. To his God. So what? Everybody was doing something. Are you here? They were doing something. Continue. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, hmm. had lain down, and was fast asleep. But Jonah. Is this but what? Jonah. He, he didn't just go anywhere. He went down. Into the, the lowest part. The lowest part of the ship or what? The boat. Whatever. Yeah. And he did what? Had laid down and was fast asleep. And he was fast asleep. Jonah was a mighty prophet of God. One that kingdom had been given to. Go and fulfill this assignment. But because of one or two reasons. He went down to do what? To sleep. Continue. Look at something. So the captain came to him and said to him. Mm -hmm. What do you mean sleeper? Hold on. He says what? The captain. Who was the captain? An unbeliever. He says, what do you mean, oh sleeper? When you sleep, unbelievers will call you names that God didn't give you. Jonah was a mighty prophet of God. But he called him what? Oh sleeper. What do you mean? When he asked, what do you mean? Or what do you mean? What do you mean? We, we, are, we are in trouble. We are crying out to our God. Everybody is crying out to their God. And you, you are down there sleeping. What do you mean? Oh, sleeper. One that has been anointed. One that has been sent to deliver God's message. But they are calling you sleeper. This is why unbelievers call us with all manner of names. Because we are asleep. When we are supposed to cry out, when we are supposed to deliver a message and we find ourselves in the lowest part of boats, you find yourselves in lowest parts of what? Temptations and trials and, and all manner of things. They'll call you a sleeper. Are you a sleeper? Did anybody call the, child, um, the son of God a sleeper? Was Jesus a sleeper? So if you are made in the image and in the likeness of God, why are you being called names? Recently, there was an interview on CNN. Some rascal guy, B, and our MP, Sam George. I don't know if you've seen that, that interview. And when you look at this man, it's like he doesn't understand why we, we, are, we are not accepting this foolishness. He's a sleeper. Yeah. He's a sleeper. And because people, the children of God are sleeping, 
That's why they are bringing all manner of foolishness. The people are sleeping. The people who are supposed to stand for the kingdom of God. You and I, we are sleeping and chasing other things. Whilst you are supposed to pursue why God brought you and I. Why? Why are you here even at the fire camp? Why? Ask yourself. I asked at the beginning, what is the theme for the fire camp? What is the theme? And we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We are people of God. I, I don't know. We are chasing all manner of things. That, is, that doesn't make sense in, in any way. Nothing that we chase that is not of God, that's not pleasing. It does not please him. It won't please him. So why? Ask your neighbor, why? Why are you sitting down? Why are you sitting down? Souls being souls that need to be rescued. Your destiny is calling, it's beckoning, calling. Why are you sitting down and and not fighting to see why God puts you here? Why? Have you asked yourself even why you are in that family? Why? Ask yourself why. Why? I'm serious. Ask yourself why. Why aren't you pursuing it? Why aren't you pursuing it? Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 30. This is the parable of the wheat and tares. 24 to 30. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 24 to 13. Mm. The parable of the wheat and the tares. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and he went his way. On. He says, what? While men, while slept. men slept. While men slept. His enemy did what? Came, came and, sowed. and sowed tares. Okay. So the more you sleep, the more tears you receive around you. He says, while. <laughs> while. While men slept, an enemy came. It means the enemy is looking. Will these people sleep? If they don't sleep, let me throw things at them so that they'll sleep. And when you receive those things, sleeping pills, you sleep. It says, while men slept, an enemy came and so tears. And Bible says, when everything came out, the servants asked, ah, master, but I thought you sowed what? Good seed. I thought you sowed good seed. Some things there will not be seen now. <laughs> That's why we pray the prayer of purification. We pray the prayer of mercy. We pray that God take things out of us. Because yes, when you sleep, the enemy will show things. You will not know. You will not know. But when, you, when, when that light comes upon you, <laughs> When that light, when that understand, you pray, Father, anything that the enemy has sown in my heart, that has not pleased you, that will fight my call, my destiny. You uproot it. You uproot it. And when you go down and um, from verse 37 to 39, Jesus Christ explains who the tares are, who the wheat are. The wheat are the sons of God. And the tares are the sons of the devil. So there are tests in every area because men slept. There are tests in government. There are tests at home, in companies, wherever. Because we slept. So there are tests. 
So people of God, you can't sleep. And yesterday, and even now, whilst Reverend Della was teaching us powerfully, some people were sleeping. They were sleeping. You come to your house. Do you sleep in your offices? Even when you are sleeping in your office, some of you go for coffee. You drink, you pace, run up and down. Pop, pop, pop. But when you come to the house of God, you are sleeping, you are comfortable. The man of God is preaching, or the woman of God is preaching. People are worshiping, and you are sleeping. You are sleeping, and you are happy. I know somebody, I know somebody, the man of God, that person there. Eh? <laughs> I remember that person. When church is going on, eh, maybe I pray. This person will be sleeping. And when you go and wake this person up, eh, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. What do you mean? I'm not sleeping. What do you mean you're not? What do you mean you're not sleeping? It's so clear. It's so clear. You are sleeping. And your friends are telling you, oh. Your friends are telling you, oh, my friend, <laughs> my friend, oh, we are praying. Hey, I'm not sleeping, I'm not sleeping. Why, why, why? You don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that, people of God. So when you find yourself, Tale, you have come into the house of God, and you are sleeping and you are enjoying it. Aye. And then to say, you there, even Jonah was better. Amen. You see, you see the way we are laughing? But it's serious. It's very serious. It's very serious. You are in the house of God. Mount Zion. Where there are innumerable angels moving. Moving up and down. It's like you go to the market or the stadium. If the stadium is small. And they are hailing, jubilating, and you are sleeping. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And it's the same. If you are not walking in your purpose and you are enjoying yourself in something, you are, wow, let's go. Little Red Riding Hood, you are moving. You are enjoying. You are asleep. Wake up. So church, let us wake up. When Peter woke up, Peter gave a word and 3,000 people were saved because he was awake. But before, <laughs> I like Peter so much. When Jesus took him to the mountain and Jesus was praying, <laughs> Jesus was praying, Bible says his countenance changed. And the glory of God was all around him. And Moses and Elijah came to Jesus and they were discussing things, serious matters. And Bible says they were heavy in sleep. And when he woke up, he began to prophesy. That let's build. Did Jesus Christ come to the mountain for you to build tents? Did he? No. When you are asleep, that's when you begin to say things. So watch yourself. When you, when you realize that, Charlie, I'm beginning to say things. You see that? Hey, this guy or this lady, what the? What the? 
You are asleep. People of God, it's funny, but serious. Everybody needs to be awakened. You, you need to be awakened. You need an encounter. Let's look at Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4. Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4. Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Consider and do what? And hear me. And hear me. Oh, go ahead, continue. Enlighten my eyes. Enlighten my eyes. Give me light. Give me light. Enlighten my eyes. Wake me up. Uh-huh. Lest I sleep the sleep Lest of death. You sleep the sleep of death. You sleep the sleep of If you don't wake up, you sleep the sleep of death. Everything will just pass you by, just like that. And you, you, you may not understand, but when that reality hits you, you begin to say, God, I'm telling you. Maybe, yeah, like I said, when you are asleep, like Shane found, huh? you don't care like the things that are around you. But one day when you sleep and you wake up and you realize that, hey, the things that are, was given to me, my house, whatever, when you find yourself, it's taken away. You see whether you sleep again. You don't sleep. You wake up. You wake up. When you have an assignment due the next day and you have not started, go and sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe some of you have not seen that aspect yet. But guess what? Jesus is coming. Jesus is what? He's coming with his reward in his hands. He will not give any reward to anyone who's asleep. You will not receive any reward. And if you don't wake up to your call and your your mandate, you will not be able to receive the reward which is in your hand. Ask yourself, what reward has God prepared for me? Have you asked yourself before? One day I told a group of people that not everybody will be a president. Not everybody will be a parliamentarian. Not everybody will be a pastor. Not everybody will be a businessman. But everybody will see Jesus. One day, you will meet him. Whether you like it or not, sooner or later, you will meet him. You will meet him. And you are going to account for the reason why you were here. So ask yourself, that thing you are chasing, that thing that you are chasing, ask yourself, can it be compared meeting with Jesus. That thing. Everything will pass away. People of God. <laughs> Everything will pass away. This building will pass away. The glasses you are wearing will pass away. The clothes you are wearing will pass Everything. You, your dreams will even pass away. Everything will pass away. Accomplish everything. All those things will pass away. But the one thing that will not pass away is the word of God. So what are you doing? Proverbs chapter 6 verse 10. I'm rounding up and we are going to pray shortly. Proverbs 6, verse 10. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler uh-huh. and your need like an armed man. Uh-huh. It says a little sleep, a little slumber, and what? A little folding, folding of, of the arms. arms. When you fold your arms, you cannot use your arms. Yeah. So you've been called to work with your, ha- your hands. Yeah. You've been called to work with your hands. But because of sleep, you have folded them. Because of that, you can't work. And then what will happen to you? So shall your poverty come on you. So shall your poverty. What is poverty? What is poverty? It's just lack. It's not just money. You can lack wisdom. It's poverty. You can lack resources. It's poverty. You can lack the presence of God. It's poverty. So if you fold your arms, 
When we are worshiping and then you are there, you are pressing your phone, go, 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 go. you are moving up and down. We are before the king of kings and we are worshiping and then you are moving. You are moving up and down. You are moving to and fro. And you think God will honor you? <laughs> you think God will give you respect? Abel and Cain, they all gave what? An offering. But one had respect. The offering and the person. Amen? What are you doing? Ask yourself. Psalm 132 verse 1 to 5. Psalm 132 verse 1 to 5. A song of ascents. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the Almighty One of Jacob. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the Mighty One of Jacob. Amen. He says, I will not give sleep to my eyes until I fulfill that which has been given unto me. I will not give sleep to my eyes. Do you have an assignment due? Do you have an assignment due? Oh, I'm asking you a question. Do you have an assignment? Yes. You have an assignment. So why are you giving sleep to your eyes? Why? Your lecturers gave you an assignment, but now you didn't sleep. But the one which is eternal, those of you who have finished Ashesi, man, I didn't even know my degrees, but <laughs> you finished, you've gone through the, what do you call it? The assignment, the project, you finish, you are done. You put that thing away. What, have, what are you doing with that thing? Hmm? What are you doing with it? I'm not saying it's not important. It is important. But right now, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Leadership one. That assignment. What are you doing with it? Well, what are you doing with it? I remember some SAB we wrote. <laughs> the, our first class in, uh, I think, statistics. Our first time, I think we wrote, was it 1,500 words or so? 1,500, and people were struggling. And I asked myself, where is that assignment right now? But the eternal one, the one that will last forever and ever, what are you doing with it? Psalm 17, verse 15. After this, we rise to our feet. Psalm 17, verse 15. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. Mm. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. He said, I shall be satisfied. When what? I awake in your likeness. When what? I awake in your likeness. Who is looking for satisfaction? Hmm? But, if you are looking for satisfaction, then what, what do you have to do? Awake in his likeness. in his likeness. In his likeness. Not somebody else's likeness. In his likeness, if you want to be satisfied, people of God, if you want to receive God, if you want to walk in that destiny, you need to be awakened in his likeness. Shall we be on our feet? Amen. We are going to pray with um, Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 8 to 14. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 14. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray. Please read from me, yes. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, verse 18. No, 8. 8. Verse 8. Verse 8, 8, 8 to, to 14. 14. Yes. 
For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You were once what? Darkness. You were once darkness. You were once darkness, but now you are what? Light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord, not light elsewhere. It's in the Lord. Amen. Continue. Walk as children of light. Walk. Oh. As what? Children of light. Who are the children of light? You and I. Continue. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, Mm. but rather expose them. Mm. For it is shameful even to speak of the things which are done by men in secret. Mm. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Mm -hmm. Therefore he says... Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Amen. This awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you, will light. Give you light. Awake you who sleep. is a command. Awake. Those of us who are asleep, awake. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him, in God, was life. Amen. Awake. I know that almost everybody here, if not all, one way or the other, you are asleep in certain areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wada. <laughs> Wada. You need to be awakened. You need to be awakened. Child of God. If you are not awakened unto me, you walk in darkness. And you know how it feels to walk in darkness. You don't see anything. You can't move. You can't achieve. You can't. So it says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. Where? Do you understand? You need to be awake. You You need to be awake. We are praying in the name of Jesus that Father, awaken my spirit. Awaken my spirit. Awaken my spirit. Awaken me in your likeness. Awaken me in your likeness. Awaken me, O Lord. Wherever you are, begin to open up your mouth and pray. The Lord awaken me in the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.